1: Hour three, big and wild outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, George in the studio today. Here we go. If you listened to the show last hour, you heard me tell the story about how we went up and shot a deer out from underneath everybody up in Pasco County. So during the break, during the break, of course, Vince has to uh, bring in a witness <laughs> and uh, disturb Steve Austin during his slumber time early Saturday morning. Steve, good morning. How are you, my friend? Oh, I don't think he's on. Hold on. You got him on, girl. Hang on. Wait. 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 There, he's there. I hear there it is I hear hissing. How dare you? Well, it's not me. <laughs> Good morning, Sunshine. <laughs> it's Vince who had I to I get the back up and try to throw me under the bus. I told the true story. You heard the story, uh, didn't you?
0: Yeah, you did. I was, I was listening.
1: Yeah, well did it did I not?
0: Oh uh, yeah, you told it correctly.
1: So shut up, Vince. You uh, have nothing on me. <laughs>
0: It's it's just hard. It's hard to sit there all day and somebody walk in and kill one in fifteen minutes.
1: I was was I not upset? Did I not apologize to the entire crew when I was? Oh, there? you
0: weren't upset.
1: But I apologized.
2: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some delicious tenderloins and maybe a stew later on.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I sounded when I said it. And and how
3: much yeah. of that did he share?
1: None. 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 Huh? But right. I, did, I did apologize. I do remember that. I said, dude, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't mean to come out here and shoot your deer, you know, because there were a couple of guys in the crowd. He said, you know, we've been watching that deer for like a week on the other side of the fence, waiting for him to jump over. And I was like, well, I said, place, what do place. I say? I mean, what do you say? He was like, well, I, I, I'm sorry I shot your deer. I, I, I don't know.
0: Did, did you no, it's, that's life. That's the way it goes.
1: Well, now, did you ever go back up there ever again, or was that like the one time we got invited? No, in... I, I killed a couple turkeys up there. Yeah, see? So Steve still made friends. They never called me again. Because <laughs> he didn't come out there and shoot their deer in 15 minutes. That's why. I was invited. What yeah. am I supposed to do, Steve? Was I not supposed to shoot the deer? No, no. I
0: mean, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Thank I, you. I certainly wouldn't have let it walk by.
1: No, uh, I know that the one guy, uh, what was he, the the big dude that carried the forty five on his hip. Do you remember his name at all? Mark. Mark. He was uh, sitting there saying that uh, he saw that deer, and it was too far away because he was archery hunting, and he had his forty five on his hip, and he thought, you know what, I'm going to try to shoot this deer with a forty five, and then like you know, he thought better about it and didn't shoot at it. Yeah, because he wanted to hit it with the forty-five, but you could at least start sure there another thirty gone minutes.
0: Gone now, but it, I'm sure it's gone now. But that was a nice little place to hunt. There a lot of game out there.
1: Oh, that was it was a beautiful place. I don't remember how many acres it was because I only saw about five of it.
0: <laughs> that last white tail I ever killed was right up from there on another piece of land that guy owned, not Mark, but the other guy. And <sighs> and that that was the last hour of the season. I was packed up, getting ready to leave.
1: <laughs> see that's how it is up there in that area well I, yeah I that,
0: that was eight point
1: i don't know if you heard it but uh you know you being who you are and uh you know hunting in this state a very very long time what would you what would you think about uh opening up the well fields how would you do it what would you think would be the proper way to do it
0: Pro- probably a draw you know that's the only real way to protect the animals and keep it from being a madhouse so you know you have to have a a permit like you do for gators or whatever to hunt there, draw so many guys every year and let them hunt different weekends. I think that'd be the way to do it.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And that's why I was saying that if you put in for like the lottery kind of thing, like with the alligator tags, well, (coughs) that would be a good idea.
3: A friend of ours was having an idea of these, this super hunt plan where you could, you could put in for a lottery and, and that might be a good place to To have for deer is is a place like that oh, that'd because be awesome. it is like protected.
0: Like they do for those, like they do for those bucks on that island up north, north yeah. Florida, whatever they're. Yeah. For. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. For yeah the Sandbar deer. I mean,
0: I, I, you couldn't turn people loose in there because they'd slaughter everything. Florida doesn't. You know, this is my oldest gripe in the world. Florida does not have a tag system, and I can start opening day of archery and go through the end of gun. and You have no idea how many deer I've killed.
3: That's, uh, that but we true. got a report system now. We got to start.
1: Yeah. Well, you well,
0: know, I. Yeah, I re- report based on honesty, though. And you're talking about people that wipe out every roll of toilet paper in a store. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're counting on them to be honest. <laughs> uh, that and is I, true. I watch one guy on Facebook that every year. You can just pile them up. I just mark them down, kill 15, 20 deer every year.
1: Oh, you know, and the, the thing is, is that Steve would always send me a picture and go, look at this clown. Look at this clown. I mean, yeah. he's literally yeah. got, uh, you know, four does in the back of a truck. I mean, you know. And, oh, yeah. And or, a bu- or a buck and
0: three does. And then he takes two of his buddies and they kill eight. And then, and then it's his kid. And, and then it's two button his bucks. Kid.
1: You know, it's two little bucks that uh, will never get a chance yeah. to grow or anything. Uh, I Trust me. Uh, I, you know. Steve and I, uh, you know me, man, I've been screaming for a tag system in the state since day one. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, this reporting thing, I, I said the same thing when that you said. I said, dude, seriously, there are guys out poaching deer all year round. Do you really think they're going to mark it down on a piece of paper when they ask them to during the honest times of hunting? Nope.
3: But they're the same well, ones who wouldn't click a
0: tag. Well, well I, you know, but I'm saying I was watching Lone Star Law the other day and a guy caught a, a big redfish. And even though he tagged it, he didn't make that little cut to say, you know, here's here's one of my redfish, and they wrote him a two hundred dollar ticket. And that's the way Florida ought to be. You got to got to be a tag system that, that you get two bucks a year. Nobody needs more than that, and and a couple of does, and nobody needs more than that. Nobody's going to eat four deer, and and you know that should be it, with the exception of kids. And because down here, I mean, I've seen it with turkeys, I've seen it with deer. It's just. You know, and with everything getting developed and all the wildlife going away as it is, sooner or later, we're not going to have any game here if they don't get a tag system.
1: Well, you know what? We can always jump on the Goliath grouper when there's no more deer left, so it's all good. Yeah.
0: well, (laughs) Could could be. But, you know, I mean, I drove up the, uh, the, what is it, the Veterans, not the Veterans, whatever they call that. uh, Suncoast. Yeah, a few weeks ago, and, you know, you hit State Road 54 up there, and you just want to cry. Yeah.
1: No, oh, what it, it used to it, be for what it is now. Yeah, that's true. Oh,
0: yeah. Our, our buddy used to have that big place off 52. Like that was five, 600 acres just eat up with hogs and turkey and deer. And now. What we needed, another golf course.
1: Sure. Yeah, we don't need Starkey Ranch. We need a golf course. It's all good. Yeah. Well, Steve, we got to take good. a break, man. We love you. Go out there and enjoy a well, Saturday. Well, that's not my fault. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> good to hear all you, right. brother. You guys have a good Saturday. All right, you see too, buddy. Love you, you. Bye. All right, we're going to take a fast one. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. and Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Sorry, live mic. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Big and wild outdoors, Braden Vince and uh, Bill George. And uh, doing yoga somewhere over on the Hillsborough County line area is Mr. Jonathan Swindle. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you? Let's see. There he is. How are we this morning? I don't know. You're the yoga guru this morning. What are do you <laughs> doing? Don't hit on his yoga, man. That's good stuff. Hey, listen. Did you hear any hate in my voice when I said that? I...
3: I I just want to know how you're wearing them
4: tights. (laughs) No, we haven't
2: gone that far yet.
4: (laughs) Spandex is a right, not a privilege, Jonathan. Sorry, it's
2: not. uh, Spandex is not something that was made for guys like us. So
1: So, uh, I saw the text that you sent, Vince, and somehow or another I just can't picture you doing it, but... Uh, you know, BVD uh, yoga, I guess, is all good. Or what's his? DDP. Oh, I thought it was BVD, like the underwear. Diamond Dallas Page. DDP. <laughs> Diamond Sorry. Dallas Page has, uh, has his own, what is it, on video? Disc or something?
4: You can one? do it on demand on his uh, website. You can do it from the disc. You can do it from
1: your phone. Now, how is his oh. yoga different than anybody else's yoga? Because he mans it up a little bit.
2: Uh, yeah. Because he's a old, broke down wrestler, like
1: <laughs> you'd have to I truly have to see it. it. <laughs> nah, I'll skip that. I'll skip that. I'm this is, this uh, is
3: the scary part. Is Vince has been watching it.
1: I have it. I know <laughs> Dallas. Oh yeah, he, Dallas he's gave gone, it to me. He's gone fishing with Dallas a few times, so yeah. it's all good. So is this to help you get healthy, or is this just something because you're completely insane from boredom?
2: Uh.
1: No, it's more for the health part of it. Okay, well that's good. As long as you're working on that part of it, I got no problem. It's, it. it's
4: it's no joke, right? It's pretty it's pretty hard.
2: Uh oh no, it's it's the real deal. It's, if you, uh if you watch the episode of Duck Dynasty when Willie goes with his wife to do the yoga stuff, it's not it's the uh it's the stuff that I laugh and tell everybody, you know, us guys that we're all weightlifters and everything else that. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's not that hard. And then you you try a couple things, and you're like, uh, okay,
1: uh, yeah, this is pretty hard. But so, like
4: for your back, Brayden, this would be great for your back, dude. You know what's even? Better oh for my, my You
1: know what's even better for my back?
4: Please tell us a
1: shot floating in the pool yoga. Yeah, yeah, that's even better. That's all awesome stuff, especially with a little Palmer's rum and uh, you know, and uh, some smooth uh, music in the background out there, soothing out there on the float yeah that's all good makes my back feel extremely well That's all good well are you doing all right how are you feeling how are things going what's the deal what's the problem what's going on nothing y'all were just talking
2: about our all the stuff and i figured i would call in and have some fun with it well which where which part (laughs) do you want to start at Uh, i'm you know just we're, it's the kind of the same conversation you guys are having uh, with the way the state's doing some stuff. Uh, it's like the other day, I've got a call from my cousin, and with our stuff up there in North Florida, they've actually had people come in from the private sector to help with the relief, and it's going way smoother. So, you know. Maybe they could implement some of that on the uh, hunting and fishing side, and actually get people in there that want to get stuff done. Or, I mean, you know,
1: yeah. Well, I, you know what? I got to ask you. I got a I got a text from uh, a Tony. He actually sent us an email, and since you're closer up there to Tallahassee than any of us up down here, um, he was looking for a guide service or somebody up there. I guess uh, when he applied for gator tags. It was up around that area, Now, as Bill George pointed out, we don't know if it's in a certain lake or if it's a county or whatever, so I think, Tony, if you're listening, you might either want to call the show or send us a little more information, but do you know of anybody up there that, that does uh, gator guides up there at all besides Bill George, if we could find out what lake or county he's in?
2: Not right off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, we had. Yeah, fa- family heritage and GMV Gator Gears. We're going to do a little team up together, but you know, of course, we had to put that on pause for a little while. So sure, that may- maybe next year.
3: <laughs> well, and once we figure out where his tags are for, we're, you know, that that'll determine yeah. how how somebody can help him out. You know. Tallahassee area could be anywhere from St. John's River over uh, in yeah. Jacksonville.
1: So, Swanee all the way know. down, yeah. I, I
3: have no clue where his tags are for, and that, that's a lot of different area up there.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. It's like it is here in Polk and Hillsboro and everywhere else. There's a lot of little lakes and tributaries and all kinds of stuff uh, people don't know about up there.
3: Well, I tell you. Gator hunting, I saw some of your buddies out there at the G5 event. They came out, uh, had a good time, got some stuff, and uh turns out they have tags for one of my favorite places for opening week, the opening week and I didn't have anybody, so I may be having some fun. Yeah. With Hancock? Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yes, one of your, they
1: do. It's one of Bill's favorite spots is Lake Hancock. Because it's close. You, you,
2: you, you mean Lake George is what I just
0: start calling it? <laughs> it should be Lake George,
1: but I think we already have a Lake George, so we yeah. have to call it Lake G or something. G lake. lake
4: Lake Magnum. This this
1: Oh Magnum Lake would be even better. <laughs>
3: on that lake, Polk County has been putting in a boat ramp for years and years. Last year during gator season, the boat ramp was completely finished. All they had to do was landscape. Last time I went on the the Polk County site. It is still not finished.
1: Where did they put the boat ramp? Where everybody always launches by the creek there? No, no.
3: On the south side of the lake where the outflow is. Yeah. Right there at that water control structure. They put a nice concrete ramp in there. Because that
1: property all along that side there, isn't that state owned over there? Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes it easy for them. So what? Is it not functioning? Oh, it's it's
3: functioning just fine. All you have to do is say people could go there. The people who are parking at, at the side of the road do not care if there's landscaping
2: (laughs) yeah there's a concrete ramp the ones that are launching at the culvert right there
1: yeah (laughs) that's what i'm saying everybody's done it for so many years right there at the creek you know that uh having a boat ramp you think would be a godsend i don't care if there's tulips growing or not exactly Uh, because it used to be uh you know you'd come in there at night all tired and ready to go and there's four people stuck and then two other guys that called buddies trying to get their trucks out. You remember those days, you know, right yeah. there, brr, brr, <laughs> trying to pull yeah. a boat out. Everybody's, or wait, pull up, pull up. Okay, get out, get out, hurry,
2: hurry, get, out, yeah. get, out, get, yeah. out, get yeah. out, get out, get no out, Hang on, who's got the strap? No park, no <laughs>
3: parking, parking all down the sides of roads. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: and it yeah, it was dark. Yeah, it's flares. Nobody runs you over. It's yeah, great.
1: Yeah, it's dark out there, man. It's not one of those places where you want to be messing around out in the road. Uh, you'll end up being yeah, you know, a gator, no problem.
3: Well. With them, that, that'll that put a few more gators I get out there right now. That that would make 10 I get to take out of that lake help with. 10? So. Ten? 10.
1: Counting last year, too?
3: No, this year.
1: Oh, just this year? That's yeah. a lot of gators, man. That's eh, it's a couple. It's a few. It's at least population 10. population would go. It's at least 10. <laughs> I wonder how the population is. Have you gone out and scouted it at all? Or No. Okay.
3: It doesn't matter. I know the lake. It's like anything else. You pull one out of here... It doesn't take long for another one to be right back here.
1: It's always amazing how that works. I mean, seriously, especially when it comes to alligators. I mean, literally, you could be around a pond all day and there you don't see one, and you come back two days later and there's four of them sitting there, and you're like, "Where in the world did they come from?"
3: Yeah, I have a little, mm-hmm. I have a place out in Polk County that I that I go to. There's some area around it. I can pull ten alligators out of a, a couple acre pond in next next little bit. Here's another ten.
1: They must move at night. Is they they move, move at night. Is they that when they're moving? They're just like tromping through yeah. there at night or something. I just, I don't hey, know.
2: Hey, like I joked with Bill the other day, if things keep going the way they're going, we might have some iguana hunts here coming up soon. Oh no
1: no yeah, no, no, no Easy well, now.
3: Hold on. You, you better be careful uh-huh. with those. You, they're talking about making that a prohibited species. That's no. true. Yep.
1: Yes. Yeah. No ownership. You bro. can't have them. Yeah. No ownership. They're prohibited. Ex- yeah, there. I'm, I'm not going.
2: I'm not going to own them. I'm going to make them into a pair of boots.
3: Yeah, no. We we'll still be able to hunt them, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's going to get interesting because the last time they encouraged people to go remove them, they got a lot of uh, flack, and now now they're talking about making it prohibited and worried about. Hey, if if people don't come and get them, you know, wh- you know, how bad is that population going to blow up? You well, know? and I
1: know that. Hey they were looking at different rules of it like if you're like you could be grandfathered in if you're a herbotologist or no, whatever they are
3: yeah but if you're if you're somebody that is education you have to have a dedicated facility it's not like you're the people who go out to schools and take your take your stuff out there you can't have it in your house right you can, you have to actually have a business which puts a lot of people
2: you know, where they can no longer participate. But I can have it for hey, some it sausage. W- works so well with the pythons and the snakes. I mean, come on. They got it under control. Well, they're well,
1: included in this thing. i the, are say iguanas, tegus, uh, certain uh, certain pythons, and a certain one. There was one exemption. I can't remember which one it was, one of the snakes. But uh, for the most part, uh, all the ones that we've discussed, the, they're all going to be no. maybe under this. Umbrella.
3: Then somebody mentioned the bearded dragons and that lizard. And so the commissioners were like, well, maybe we should have no non-natives, you know, being sold it whatsoever. And and so they were talking about getting rid of bearded dragons. And and that is currently not on the proposal. That is not there. But it was something that the commissioners talked about.
2: And, you know.
3: Uh, I look at it like
2: this. If it's a non-native. Species that's not supposed to be there. That is the first and only time that I would be 110% for a chip or some kind of tracking apparatus. So, God forbid, if it does get loose, then you can solve the problem. Track sure. it
1: down and kill it. Track it down and kill it. Yeah. You know. Well, that How means- about
2: remote detonators?
3: Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> if it gets within
1: 30 yards. You have been up,
3: terminated. If you go out the geofence, boom.
1: Boom. Blows up. Yeah. yeah. Put the little ring on it like Arnold Schwarzenegger had that wear at the fort prison. Rest, rest, yeah. so That'd be all right. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that but,
3: idea. Yeah. So it, it, it's getting interesting with that. But think of this. If it wasn't for the you know, different lizards and everything in the pet store, what do you think people would be buying?
2: Uh,
4: Fish,
1: dogs, do you, you, dogs, cats. Are we cats? going to turn
3: around and have just native species in there? Are we going to allow them to buy native species? And if we do that, are the pet stores they're going to already go do. get them from the wild? And
1: do, do you not see social media? How many people have their little pet squirrels or raccoon or opossum or any of these other things they're, they've got up there? There's people with them all over the place. Well, here's
2: a funny thing for me, though, for a guy that's like trying to want to put some ponds in and do some other things on some different properties, how flipping hard it is to get some bass and catfish and brim and all that. But I can go buy, you know, an African Oscar or something like that for 10 for a bag full for 10 bucks. I mean, (laughs) sure, but
1: yeah, let them go in your pond and then, uh, you know, they'll spread like wildfire all over the place you know yeah. it's i never could understand that why they pick and choose uh the native and non-native species like that where like, uh, they they encourage you with Peacock Bass down south because now it's become such a large industry and they're making <laughs> so much money off of it. No. I thought you said the state didn't like making money, Bill George. You mean you Well, mean like, yeah, and
3: that's the whole thing with they're the They're not making money. the money. The state's not making the money. Sure
1: they are. you got to buy a license, a fishing license. you got to do all that stuff. The guide's got to have a license. The guide's got to pay for it. And the now if your driver's
3: license, you gotta... license expired, you got to get a non-resident one because you can't get validated for a resident license. Oh, so, don't <laughs> get me started on
1: that's that. That's crazy, <laughs> But now they've designated that one almost, it's almost a game's uh, fish species, you know, where you can't keep them, you, know, you can't kill them, you can't, why, why not? You mean
3: like hogs down in South
1: Florida? Sure, why not? Kill one them.
3: One a day, 15-inch height, you remember those days?
1: Gosh, yeah, every every one, Tide, Swamp, Green, a Gulf, hammock. everybody used to have that rule, remember? Yeah. 15 inches at the shoulder. Okay, I mean, and was, this
3: is what I never understood with that. Where do you measure to?
1: Yeah, from the top of the hoof or from the dew claw. Where do you knew that? Oh, the worst one was when we tried to go out of a check station with them already cleaned. Exactly. That was when all of a sudden it was, you know, we got the come to Jesus talk about how they could take our truck and our guns and everything else and all that stuff. We're like, what, what? Well, these don't these don't measure up to 15 inches? Yeah, because we cut them at the joint, at the ankle, you know, yeah. and, and, and off at the shoulder. Where does it start? I could have cleaned it all the way to the back strap, and it'd be 25 inches. So what, what do you mean? I mean, it depends on how you butcher the darn thing, seriously. It's so well,
2: scary. it's like you guys were talking about earlier, with all the the FWC stuff with the lobbying and everything else. That's my problem is, is it's like you don't – you don't. and me and Bill joke with each other about this, and, yes, he's already busted my chops two events, but, you know, Good. it happens. So, but, you know, you don't – they don't write laws for regular people. They write laws for lawyers. And I'm sorry I don't have time to read a law book. I've got stuff going on. And that's the biggest thing is it's like when I go to New Mexico or any of these other places, the one thing I love is people you talk to are straight, simple, black and white, here's the rule, here's what you can do and what you can't do, not take this under slot A with the coloration of pinkish, you know, can be shot at this time of day, that kind of crap. And that's what's driving me
1: crazy. It always is going to drive me crazy. Well, get out there, get healthy. Thanks for calling. Get out of here. we got to take a break. All right, guys. All right, See man. you, buddy. See you, Jonathan. We'll talk to you soon. Jonathan Swindle right there, you know, uh, hanging at home. Convalescing with his yoga master. Who is it? Diamond Dollar Diamond Diamond, 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 diamond. Page DDP. There you go. So it's all good. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a fast one. You guys, stay right there. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and G Five Feed and Outdoors. Go see him today. We'll be back. Wild Outdoors, Brayden Vince, Bill in the studio today. Uh, just a quick update. If you have not gone out to G5 Feeding Outdoors lately, you need to get out there. They got the, uh, the new ATVs and stuff out there. Although, as Glenn pointed out in the first hour, they're selling pretty quickly. So um, go out there and check them out today. Uh, the fishing department is still uh, going out there doing gangbusters. We do have ammunition and we do have a nice selection of firearms still left while others are um, empty shelves. That's your own fault. Uh, that you have not stopped out at G five and, and, and looked for what you uh, are looking for. Has you know? any
3: uh, defensive animo come in recently?
1: Uh, no, no, not for what you're looking for. Okay. Um, but we do have uh, some nines, forty, thirty eight special, thirty eight super, two two three, five five six. Seven point six two by thirty nine. You know, twelve gauge. got finally got some bird loads and stuff in there. Buckshot's still kind of hard to get a hold of, but uh, working on it. So, uh, stop in at G five and uh, at least see what they got. Do some perusing because I keep telling people, man, you're at, we're at that point now where if you see it and you have the extra money, don't him and haw. Just buy it and do it without Taco Bell for a day. All right, that's all you got to do. Just one day. I mean, whatever it takes, because <laughs> it's it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. At least that's what we're hearing from our distributors. Because even big big box stores and other named uh, multi location uh, firearms type dealers, you know, they're trying to put in orders for forty or seventy thousand rounds of ammunition, and manufacturers are going, <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. I mean, seriously, they're wow. they're like, uh, no, 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 and no. That's not going to happen anytime soon. But luckily, the smaller stores, because we're not looking to get an allocation of 5,000 or 10,000 Glock 19s, our distributors can call G5 and say, hey, look, I got 20 of them that just came available. I can offer you two of them. So at you least you them have you can them, and get them. you get them, and you get them in the yeah. store. And chances are they don't get to live very long because as soon as they get put out, somebody walks in and goes, That's it, I'll take that one.
4: I've been getting uh, messages from Captain Calvin DeVaugh, Louisiana. Yeah. He's like, We need to get out there. The redfish are calling us.
1: No, nah, there's a hurricane out there. He can keep it for a while. <laughs> uh, speaking of weird things in the woods, I gave a homework assignment that was passed to me, and I passed it on to Vince and Bill George. A couple of weeks ago, Steve Austin texted me and says, "Have you seen this thing yet, man? You really need to take a look at it." And uh, it was called uh, the Four One One, the Hunted, the the Missing, and slash the Hunted. And I said, "Where do I see that?" And he said, "It's on Amazon, uh, whatever that is is called." I don't have it in my house, so he said, "Go go see it." And I said, "I'll try to look for it." And I looked for it on YouTube. Of course, it's not up there, but there's a lot of interviews and stuff like that with the person who directed it or did it? it's a documentary type hosted thing. it hosted it so um you guys finally saw it two days after he gave me the homework assignment i went over to uh, a friend's house who had amazon and sat there with my kids and watched it and was like yeah this is pretty freaky this is pretty weird and and i you don't hear very many stories about that you hear about stories about People getting eaten by a mountain lion or dragged off by a bear or, um, you know, uh, falling off a cliff or being trapped between a rock and having to saw your own arm off, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. But you never hear about the stories of uh, people who walked out in the woods and then they're poof, they're gone. They, 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 they leave nothing behind. Uh, you know, the one gentleman that was in this documentary uh, literally was 100 yards away from another hunter. Sitting there during the deer drive and vanishes off the face of the earth. Not didn't leave anything behind. No 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 footprints, no camo, no binoculars, no you know like cigarette gone. butts, nothing. Just poop gone. And the dogs, even when they brought the tracking dogs in, the tracking dogs tracked him all the way from the truck down the road to where he was sitting, and then that was it. Nowhere else. The dogs didn't pick up his scent anywhere outside of that perimeter.
4: Yeah, the one thing, too, the wife was talking about how he always had a snack, you know, and a wrapper, and he always have something. She goes, not like my husband would do it, but there
1: wasn't even a, a the wrapper from his candy bar. Nothing. Nothing. Gone. Now, Pooh. that was just one example. And if you've seen this documentary, uh, you know, you can call in the show and talk about it for sure. 888-404-1010 or 888 404 It's like the... Bermuda hunt, Bermuda Triangle for Hunters, but yet it was like there was one story out of Oregon, one out of Montana, one out of Ohio, one out of, uh, where was that one, upstate New York or somewhere where yeah. the where the guy vanished out there. And uh, what was amazing is they have these maps of all these places where this has taken place, but there were none in Florida. Yes.
3: well, God. It was up was, near Tallahassee or somewhere, <laughs> there, wasn't it? There's none that he had that right. was in Florida. Yeah. But- there was a number of years ago. There was a big manhunt on in Green Swamp for somebody, supposedly going out hunting. Car was there. They spent forever trying to find him. You know, doing searches, dogs, choppers, everything, trying to find this guy, and it was like he was never there.
1: And it, was was he there, or did no, he they'd they'd never, they never, never never found, found anything.
4: anything? It just blew me away that how how all these these people just disappear and there's no trace of well, nothing.
1: Well, th- zero. I, I, you know, the one woman had a great point. She said, uh, and the guy did too, he said, um, you know, these are guys who usually spend, have, some of these guys are in their 70s or 60s or 50s, so they've spent decades out in the woods. And uh, she said, not only that, you know, they're armed. You know, they all had guns, or at least they have firearms or a sidearm or a knife or something, so you would think that, you know they would either shot at something or you know made noise or if they were in trouble everybody knows the universal you know three shot you know three shots in rapid succession type thing and uh uh it was never done
3: <laughs> i hear three shots i think man the first one, well they got something then the second one it was like ooh oh, they, they missed. missed and then ooh the third shot is is gone but, but. you
1: know what you can usually tell when that's happening, I've heard that before, and I and I st- I count them, and you can hear one where it's like, Pow! and then you hear like, Pow! and then you hear, Pow! so you know he's turning, he's at least trying to yeah. hit it while it's running. You can usually tell by the sound of the rifle that w- what direction the the round is in. <laughs> but if you got three of them that are like bang, 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 you the know. Last chance, time I heard bang that's bang bang.
3: It was Carlos, and he had three dead pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but you
1: walked in as soon as they were done shooting, a Sunday right? Sunday night at <laughs> yeah. dark. And, and you walked in as soon as the three shots were done, correct? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, yeah. you're know, either going to go there after you hear the shots, or you know, you're going to go, well, is that an emergency call? Maybe I need to go check on the guy. But none of those were done. I mean, none of these people did that stuff. They literally, a couple of them were like, it's like they were never like, well, there. was it the one that had nine dogs, and nine dogs couldn't even find them? Oh, yeah, they were. Nine
4: dogs cannot find the scent. How, How is that possible?
1: I don't know. I just, I never I never, I never thought of that in my, in all the years that I've sat in a tree stand or on the ground or walked through the woods or wandering around the woods, I, I've never had that thought in my head where, you know, I was going to just, something was just going to, you know, take me away and vanish, and I'd be gone. Now are you
3: thinking that?
4: Not really. I'm not thinking really? about it because I'm going to the Everglades in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'll
1: be like, Toby, the, the, don't go too far. For <laughs> me,
3: if I disappear, I'll give you a list of names to check. <laughs>
1: I think that's what the majority of people would do. But uh, I now I have hunted in places like I uh, hunted a place out in Texas one time outside of uh, Austin, and I got the warning. I said, uh, they said, where are you going to hunt? I said, up there around these hills. I'm going to go behind the bald-faced hill back here and hunt. He said, well, be careful because there's a lot of pits up there from the old days where they were uh, digging pits down to check for copper. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you fall down one of those things, no one knows how deep it is. You could be 70, 80 feet down underground, and we're not going to know where you are. If you're knocked unconscious, I mean, you could basically, and then you would have a Where you know you're vanished, and and in that
3: particular case, in the fall, in a lot of these places, you got a lot of loose leaves. That's what I mean. You fall down through, and then all of a sudden, some leaves fall on top of that real quick as you're going down that shift over.
1: You're gone. That, yeah, they'll find you 25 years later when they're trying to build a subdivision. (laughs) So it's like. Yeah, this is where old man Johnson fell down in the hole. He looked for him for like a week or so. And, uh, yeah. And, and I know there's area of Tennessee, you know, in hilly areas like Tennessee, Pennsylvania with the old shafts and uh, upstate New York, you know, where they were, you know, old wells and everything else like that. And people have fallen into those things, but they're normally found. But if you get a chance and an opportunity to look at the – uh it's right. 411, the, the, the Hunted. The Missing, The Hunted, or something the like hunted, that. The Hunted, yeah. 411, The Hunted. And uh, if you look that up, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not on Netflix or anything other My only concern ones. with that whole show is like, I fell asleep
4: once because he was so monotone and just like, Blah, blah blah blah. Well, it's blah. not an in-your-face. It's not an in-your-face
1: scream and yell reenactment <laughs> no. where people are screaming and dying. And but stuff. I was also
4: tired when I watched it too, so I had to watch it twice.
1: Well, and, and the only other one that kind of bothered me was at the end. Uh, the lady whose husband happened to be like an expert when it comes to photography and all the other stuff like that. And she took that weird picture of whatever it was up in the tree. The orb or whatever that was. And, uh, you know, it morphed over to another tree and then to another tree. And like like Predator, you know, if you ever sure. saw a Predator. And um, I was like, well, you know what? If I saw something like that in the woods, I'd probably keep my eyes on it. But I probably would have done the same thing she did. I wouldn't have freaked out. I'd have been like, what in the world is that thing, man? Now, if it got a little closer to me. It may catch 140 grains of copper and uh, <laughs> you know some other stuff mixed in, but other than that, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. My only thing is, is where, where do they go? I mean, they never found hiding her hair of some of those people. Nothing. Some I think
4: them, you hit it at the beginning of the conversation. It's the Bermuda Triangle for hunters. It's yeah, gotta but, be. but
1: it's the entire country. It's not just one little area. But you you know,
4: it was clusters, though. Like that one that was out west. It oh was yeah. a cluster, you know, the three different clusters. I mean, the and
1: it wasn't just hunters. It was hikers and yeah. other people, yeah. too. So, I mean, but they were just talking. You know, a hunter out there with only defenses, nothing but a water bottle and, uh, you know, some earbuds. You know, some bad thing might nefariously might happen to them. But if a guy was walking out there strapped, you know, with a high-powered rifle or a shotgun and a pistol and a knife and chips and... Oh, the one guy had a walkie-talkie, the
4: and with the with the locator on it too, right? Yeah, the GPS.
1: Yeah. And then the the old guy had a walkie-talkie too. Did it's you gone. watch it, Bill? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you don't have much it. to say about it, Mister. You know what? You're gonna listen. Disappear. If
3: y'all don't take a breath, I
1: can't get a word <laughs> in. <laughs> you know when we come back, it's going to be the Bill George segment. Yep. I'm taking a break. You know I'm going to go get me a Mountain Dew, and it's yeah. going to be all you, man. Let's go for a walk. All right, let's go do that. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. By the way, they sell GPSs out there, and for dogs too. And uh, our good friends out of Brandon Ford, which has a GPS in there as well. So, which I might get one. Oh, okay. well, get it today. We'll be back. This uh, Bill George segment brought to you by g Gator Gear. <laughs> and go. And no. uh, Steve Austin called during the break, um, and we were talking a little bit more about him because he's the one who saw it first and then told me about it, and then I told you guys about it. And uh, he brought up a lot of interesting things that uh, we didn't bring up on the show that most of the disappearances happened just before a large weather event. Uh, the other one was um, uh, how many guys uh, vanished in a, the cluster thing uh in a in an area surrounding a center point kind of thing but and, and i thought that was really strange as well well some
3: some areas tend to lose in people a little bit more and maybe people just document it more in those areas too
4: well and going back to the weather part i mean you look at let's let's kind of shift to come back shark bites shark bites are always <laughs> more pr- heck hold heck on just wait just wait, just wait just wait for it bill just wait for it <laughs> When more shark bites happen, when the weather changes, when there's a hurricane coming, or there's a disturbance in the water because they have the the electrical fields that they the, feel. Hold on, hold on. That's not so, why it is. So when the weather changes, if you're out west and maybe that electrical current is screwing up your GPS, you can't get turned around because you think you're going. North and you're going west. I don't know. Listen, I, I, the I sharks, mean, it's a theory. I mean, the
3: sharks, the sharks. I don't think it's the electrical interference that are bothering the sharks. I think it's, it's mainly, the it's the, the, the more the disturbance, sea. the disturbance, and the water quality clarity is down, and they t- they just. That's not what I want well it just
1: it's it's really strange how that is it seems to happen in every one of the events almost in the, in the in the missing ones I'm not talking about somebody getting attacked by a cougar or eaten by a grizzly bear right I'm talking about the ones where people were actually you know there one minute and then gone. The one that got me that was really confusing was the guy who went to go get his cachet out there in montana uh who's been on that property for years and has little stashes yeah, all over caught. the uh, all over the mountains in case he got. Snowed in or had a problem with the car. I mean, those guys have to think differently than somebody who has to drive an hour. These guys are out in the middle of nowhere, so they have to have their little stashes everywhere. And he went to go get one because he forgot his, what, sleeping bag or something? something so he's like, like oh, there. I got one in my cache up on this hill. And he had a GPS locator where it was like a dog tracker. Where Glenn has one, you have one, Vince has one, and we all know where each other is when we're talking on the walkie-talkie.
3: It's called a Garmin Rhino, and it's a it's a radio that every time you hit the button, it transmits. In addition to the the audio, it transmits your where you are.
1: And uh, he was uh, he went past his turnoff where he was supposed to go, and then goes keeps wandering down the road like he's going to find it. And then they lose the signal, and, he, and they never hear from him again. And when they finally go up there and find the, the last location where they think he might have been, they find his shoes and socks there, and then they find <laughs> a water cool. bottle, a uh, hydrating bag, and some other things that are laid out like they were put there on purpose. Presented. And then uh, he's gone, walking through the snow and through loose rock and shale with bare feet. And uh, what was it, nine miles away? Well, we don't
3: know. We don't know what happened. I, I, that's what I'm saying. You, you, don't, you don't know. You don't know that somebody, he didn't walk all the way through, and somebody turned around and brought stuff back along the way. Maybe
1: he was eating the magic mushrooms on the trail. Who knows? I just it was That was a weird one because, uh, what, nine miles away, and then four months later, they find his backpack and his orange vest and his thermos sitting on a rock with the, the cap off like he was sitting there drinking a, a drink. In, inside of a that, ranch, right uh-huh. there, and then right around the corner, and uh, with no shoes, uh, you know, nine miles away, and then well, uh, four months later, they find his skull and his spine and his hip bone underneath a tree. Somewhere.
3: But no, no feet or anything. No like injuries
1: that. to his head. No visible injuries to whatever le- was left of him. But, but dude, they don't know why he just was yeah. moved and gone. And, like, if you notice, like, the clusters I was talking about, too, there's spikes that
4: went out or spokes that went out. Uh-huh. And it was like you said, that one center spot, and you got a cluster here and then the lines. You know, you can see where they were going. you got to watch it. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch it.
1: It's weird. It makes you think, but it didn't make me worry. I mean, I, I'm, I still am confident in my shooting ability and, uh, you know, things what like that. And we're, but what if there's nothing to shoot at? Well, If it happened like that, if it's something supernatural or u f o ish or whatever, then oh, what are you going to do anyway? Yeah. I mean there's nothing you i mean you can't worry about it. It's like walking around with a mask on your face thinking you're going to get covid nineteen at any moment in win Dixie. It just doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. you know it's kind of like not worrying about what you can't worry about it's true if things. it's my time, it's my time it is, but you know, take the precautions that you need to do, but whatever, I think the one that really freaked me out the most was the guys in California up on the hill that take like <laughs> Two days to get up on the top of the mountain by mule train, and, uh, you know, they're in the middle of nowhere, and um, all the recordings and stuff they had at night of all the sounds and things that were around them, and then things that would disappear, and, uh, you know, events that would happen up there, that one right there does make you think. Uh, you what know, does it
3: make you think? About uh, well,
4: it makes you know, me think you're really close to Area 51 when you're out west, out New Mexico. It makes me think
1: that there might be something out there, a species that can run around and not be as well uh, seen as you know some hooky uh armadillo banging through the woods. I saw something up in the woods. I, I don't know what it was. All Should've I can tell been. you is what I saw. It wasn't a human being, and it wasn't a bear. Uh, so, and it wasn't a hog walking on his bag feet. Swamp ape. Could have been a skunk ape. Could have been whatever. I, I I don't know what I saw. I just know what I saw. That's all I can tell you. And so, um, you know, it is one of those things that believe me or not, I know what I saw and whatever.
3: There, I believe that there are things out there we just can't. We don't have documented or we can't explain.
1: Well, obviously, there's something somewhere out there because there are states now that are passing laws that tell you that if there is such thing as a Bigfoot, that you are not allowed to kill it, that you're not allowed to shoot at it, you're not allowed to (laughs) injure it in any way. I'll tell you what. If it's ever a
4: Bigfoot, he's getting a bullet.
1: Well, you know, I used to say on the show all the time, I said, if I see a Bigfoot, guess what? I'm a multimillionaire. And they're like, why? I go, because I'm going to be dragging that sucker back into camp. You know, it's like... (laughs) Well, what if it's a guy in a suit? Well, we'll talk about that he with the deputy's out. In the woods. He shouldn't have been there anyway. But, uh, you know, nowadays, if you see it, if something walked out on you, you know, that's a decision you're going to have to make on your own. If Ever, I'm afraid of my life, it's going down. You know, but, you, you know, the Rigoro and Louisiana we've talked about on the show. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, the, you know, the legend of Boggy Creek, all those things like that, you know, that's hard to come up with in, in your own imagination. You know, somebody, natives that would live there for all those years, they believed it. They saw it. You know, it is what it is. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, I've seen stuff I can't explain. Mine was aerial. It, it, You know, but it's just something moved way faster than it should have, and... It just was amazing, and it's just.
1: But now if somebody called you out on it, you have to say the same thing I say. I don't don't know what 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 it was. But I know what I saw.
3: I know what I I saw. It's all what I saw.
1: It is what it is, and it's one of those things that luckily I've only had that happen one time out in the woods, and, uh, you know, it was near dark, and it was uh, not really a frightening experience. It was more like an experience where it made you a little more wary. (laughs) you know in this area yeah now i will admit that after uh you know i i threatened to loosen an arrow into its chest as it was walking towards me uh you know i beat feet later you know this guy's either willing to die or this is not a human being and it's you know gonna so i'm gonna take my chances on the run so i took it on the run baby that's the way i wanted baby so i'm out and then when I got to camp and everybody was sitting around, I was sitting there going, because ah, I fully expected one of them not to be there, and they were all there. And I was like, okay, so it was not a joke. And so that's really when it kind of sunk in, and you know, you kind of go, all
4: then. So do do yourself a favor. Watch the show. It was it was pretty cool to watch.
1: Yeah, 411, uh, the, the Missing hunt- slash The Hunted, I think is what yeah. it is. So
4: before we get out of here today, I have a major announcement. You're pregnant. I'd be a millionaire. No. Actually, Megan Bales, if you listen to the show, you've heard the name a hundred times. Yeah, we've had her on the show a bunch of times. Phenomenal girl, phenomenal hunter. She is uh, going to be my new
1: co-host on Living the Water Life. What? Yeah, man. How, well, she lives out in the middle of nowhere in she's the middle of She's coming to state. Florida. we are going to make her move to freaking uh, Pinellas County? How are you going to no, do that? we, we got work it worked out, but she's coming. That's stupid. I can't wait. I'm going to call her and tell her to bail while she can. <laughs> she's <laughs> actually going down to the Everglades with us. Oh, you talked her into going down there and sweating down there too? Yeah, man. She's ready. She she's wanting to go. She's ready. What do you got on her, man? I got nothing. Then how'd you talk
3: About her into 40 that? 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you talk her into that?
4: Uh you could we could thank our good friend uh Mr.
1: Toby Bedois. Oh, he's crazy, man. I love Toby. Yeah. She'll she'll come around. Don't worry. She'll she'll wise up. <laughs> Well, thanks for the vote of confidence there, buddy. (laughs) No, she'd be a great addition to it. I just don't know how you hooked her in there. She's got a great gig going out there, man, guiding hunts and out there in the middle of the country. She wants to do it. She's nuts. She's wanting to do it. So come on, girl. Let's make it happen. As I mentioned, she is crazy. Crazy's good. Yeah, she's good. And uh, she's a good shooter, too. Well, you look at it this way. You throw Megan Bales out there. You guys aren't going to catch jack crap out there when it comes to snakes because she'll be the first one diving on it. Going to make Good for you, her. Going to make you all look. Make That's you all why look Vince says because he's afraid. Oh, is that what it is? Dude, I hey, hey. had to get me. I, a I'm a little off.
4: nervous about it. Listen. I mean, a twelve foot snake's a big snake. Listen, especially when you're grabbing it by hand.
1: She's Listen. four foot nothing. Good for her. And she'll jump
4: right on that bad boy.
3: Vince is a scaredy cat.
4: I am not scared. I'm just oh, concerned.
3: No, no. Okay, you're not scared. I want the very first snake. I want you to just go out there and get it. I probably will. You won't. You're not going to be there, Bill. I, I got $5. Know. I got $5, and I got people willing to tell me the truth.
1: You know what? I'm starting to think about you. I did notice that you only go to beaches where there's a sand bottom, and you don't walk through deep grass to go wade fishing. Nope. Yeah, he's afraid. Is it because it's the grassy thing? You don't know it's on your leg or something? Nope. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't like her. No, dude. <laughs> so you can't go out and go wait fishing? Yeah, I know weed fishing. Weed yeah, I've done where it. Where you got turtle grass yeah, I've tickling I've uh, in your leg and you're like, what was that? I've, I've uh, been, just, there. I've, been there. To I've done me. it. I've done it. Really? Pretty I'm boy. not a fan, but I've done it. Uh-huh. Pretty boy. So but you don't normally do that. I don't normally do it. I will do it. Yeah. But I don't like go out of my way to go do it. So you're weight fishing and you're out there and your toes are in the mud and let's say four or five foot bull shark comes swimming by about six feet. What is your reaction to that? Don't move.
4: Have my knife in my hand. And? You bite me, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have his knife in his hand.
1: <laughs> you don't walk towards it and just continue fishing and go along your merry way. And don't I don't bother it. it. I just do my thing. If I keep
3: go, my you know. toes in the mud. <laughs>
4: Well, yeah, that too. I don't worry. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't put my toes in the mud when it's bull sharks, but if there's bonnet heads swimming around, that's yeah. when I usually look at Bart and go, I, Put your feet in the mud. My, got if a it's little a small bull,
4: I'm not going to do a lot. I mean, I'll be wary about it and kind of move back. He's, he's going to be I'm the one gonna screaming. Gonna.
1: You're way steep in the water. There's not much you can do about it anyway. You're already there. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about it. It's like once you put the quarter pounder in your hand, you're not going to just, like, you know, not do anything with it. Uh, sharks, I'm not worried about sharks. I really am no. not. You're just worried about grass touching your legs. Yeah, I don't like that. This is kind of, I don't know. <laughs> Man, if this was Pretty not, boy. If this was only not radio. <laughs> <laughs> if this was only not FCC license. If this was a podcast, you would be getting so much right now. It wouldn't even be funny. No, I do. I know you are.
3: So you want to take the $5, so- Brett? Bring it. Five dollar bet. You're going to be the first one to jump on the snake. Yeah, but it, it could be you said, a little more. No, no, you, you said touch the snake. No, I'm going no. grab it by the tail. <laughs> no, 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 no. It could
1: be a four foot across in a road. It's not a big deal. Take the five bucks, man. I don't care what size
3: it is. I don't care. By the way, this the is, is not illegal. It's not illegal. It's not a
1: legal pari wager. We are not doing this live on the radio. There is no such thing as betting or anything like that. It's all in jest. Protecting the FCC license again. So here we go. All right, we're out of here Saturday. We'll see you next Saturday. It's a big wild outdoors. Uh, we love you. We'll see you. Be safe. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.